1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: The Burt Show. I got an interesting DM from a Burt Show listener trying to give me a different perspective on my attitude on the video that we played yesterday of the 22, 23-year-old in New York City that was really stressed out and crying on TikTok because this is her, like, first 9-to-5 job in New York City and... Nothing seems to be falling into place for her. She's totally stressed out by this new job. She's having a tough time getting on the train. She doesn't have any time for any extracurricular or any fun. Um, and she just really feels like her life is falling apart right now, right? So we listened to that video yesterday. And then I think we got into like this healthy debate because Cassie has a very different attitude um, about that video than I did. Uh, I'm a big fan of grit and paying your dues. And Cassie's like, hold on a second.
3: I just, for me, like looking back at it, companies generally don't work that way. It used to be you you paid your dues because you would invest in the company and they'd invest in you back. And that loyalty for most companies, I think, Bert, honestly, the way you run your business is very different from mega corporations. It isn't there anymore. You're supposed to switch jobs. And I think there's a realization that, Why am I pouring all my time into working for this company where I have no life of my own? And I'm not saying don't work. And I'm not saying don't give 100% when you work. Like, let me be very clear. If you get paid to do a job, you do it and you do it well. But why am I giving my entire life to this company that does not give a crap about me? Mm-hmm. Is going to lay me off whenever they want. And I have no life and I'm just making money for somebody else. And so it's a reinvestment in what do I want out of my life? And my job is what funds my life.
2: Yeah. And I can feel that. And I do. I hate big business. And you know this. We, I mean, we all work together on a couple of different projects. Cassie is part of Pioneer Network and she's also part of the Burt Show. Um, I hate big business because of that. How Like I hate running a business as though you're a number or I hate big businesses that do that. We have a very tight family here. Take a day off. Something's going on in your life. You do what you got to do. I understand that work doesn't have to be first all the time. But I also know that I have hired people that respect that, that they work so hard that it's I never have to say work harder. (laughs) You guys working harder than I am. (laughs)
0: And they don't take advantage of the system. Right. Uh So this is
2: the DM I got. And believe it or not, I do listen uh, to you guys in DMs. And when you give me something to really chew on, I like chewing on it. So here you go. Uh, Listening to your break today about the young woman on TikTok who just started working and realized it sucks. She says to me, you seem to have a deep obsession with paying your dues and grit. I'm a hardworking person who also values independence. However, um, you seem to value hard work and grit more than you value happiness. When these kinds of conversations come up and it seems like there's no room for change in our society for you, paying people for internships, working less hours, taking easier paths always seems to turn you off. I do think you have to learn some lessons through experience, but I don't think you have to sacrifice, capital letters, years of your life in misery to do so. Can't there be a balance without implying these people weak for thinking our societal norms are trash? She says, I don't know, just a thought. I guess what I mean is that you don't have to suffer to be happy and or successful. All right. So what do you guys think about that?
4: I think there's something to be said because I know that you worked very hard to get to where you are today. When you, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my voice is given out today. I know that when you work hard and you had to put in years and years, years of grit, sometimes when you see other people have a little bit of an easier time or get cut a little bit more slack, sometimes it can really rub you the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And I can relate to that because I do feel like I've put in the work, but I can understand understand that you want people to experience the same kind of pain for the same kind of success. So I feel Hmm. like maybe that's why you tend to grab onto the grid a little
0: bit. I think that says a lot too about how people responded to the whole idea of people's student loans getting paid off. And Mm. those people who had to pay their student loans was like, no, make them pay. I'm like, why wouldn't you want somebody like, yeah, it would have been nice if they would have done it for us, but they didn't, why not try to help out a future generation when we have mad inflation right now and like, you know, very different now than it was when we went to school. So why would you oppose somebody getting their student loans paid off to help give them a leg up? It, it shouldn't take away from you um, what somebody else is able to get.
3: And for me, it's, I think when we look at somebody not having grit or wanting that softer lifestyle, it seems like an opposite, right? So you either have drive and you have the grit or you're basically just going to phone it in. And I think it's in the middle, right? Like it's you don't have to have the grit and rake yourself over the coals, but you can still do a good job and show up 100%. And honestly, it's conversations like this that change what the label, we have an eight hour workday mm-hmm. because of the workers People people it to Henry Ford. It's because of the workers pushing back and that's where they came up with the 888 structure So it's movements like this that sort of craft the workday and help people evolve into a happier version of themselves.
1: I think it's kind of like a perspective and attitude thing Because I do agree with what she said at the end That you don't necessarily have to struggle to be successful But I do believe that you have to struggle to live So either way, you're going to struggle You're going to have hardships, you're going to have hard times Whether you're successful or you're not successful That's just the way it goes And everybody's race is different Some people are going to have to work harder Some people are not going to have to work so hard But either way, you're going to go through things And how you see it is going to determine Like exactly what you do with the things that you have to go through That's what I think Here's where I disagree with
2: this, you guys And and I'm going to piggyback on something you just said. You don't have to struggle to be successful. I think you do. I really think that you do. Now, it depends on what you want at the end of the day. If you don't want to be make a whole bunch of money and you want an easier lifestyle, then you don't have to struggle as much. But it depends on where you want to go. You cannot be what your definition of success there is. There it is. All right. It's there what it your definition of success is my definition of success looks what it is right now. And I had to bust my ass to get there. So all I'm saying is like, if you want a high level of success, um, like a Gary V or somebody that you might see online, you have to bust your butt. And if you don't get it, you can't blame that on the system. All right. You have to, you can't complain that things are expensive. You can't complain that you're working uh, day and night. Um, based on where you want to be, what the end goal is. Do you know
0: what I'm trying to say? No, I, and that's you summed it up by saying what your definition of success mm-hmm, is. Right. And I think that determines as far as whether what your struggle is going to be.
2: I don't think you're not a, success, a successful person if you're making $40,000 a year and you got a couple of kids and you are happy. That, to me, is the only definition of success, is happiness. Mm-hmm. This is my definition of success, and so I had to work harder and pay dues and really bust some ass to get here. Um, but if your definition is different than that, that there is nothing wrong with that. That's the only definition of success.
1: No, I, I completely agree with you. And like for me, my perspective, I think I do both. I, I think I bust my ass work hard to get what I want. And in the end, I complain that I had to work so <laughs> damn hard to get it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Sometimes you do both. I, I think we've all been here before, right? When you're
2: dating, you just start to think like, my radar's off. My gut, is just, it's just not working anymore. So how do you even get that back if you lose that? Um, you can always hit us up at thebirdshow.com if you got questions or you're going through something. Hey, I've recently fallen in love again after suffering a pretty severe heartbreak in my mid-20s. My fiance left me just a few weeks before the wedding took me years to unravel all the trauma and heartbreak. He really did a number on me and my self-esteem. I've come a long way, and I've decided to open my heart to another man. My ex-fiance was my first real love, and so much of the relationship I saw through rose-colored glasses. Now, looking back, I can see now how destructive he was and how many warning signs there were for me to leave. I'm worried that I'm a harsher and more prone to feel like this is a red flag. And if this is a red flag, let's break up right now than I ever was before. I guess what I'm asking is this. How does one tell if something is an actual issue or if something is a reaction to past trauma? People say, trust your gut. But how can you tell if your gut Is trustworthy? Fascinating question. I can already tell I'm treating this relationship way differently than I did with my ex. I'm extremely guarded and I'm on edge. What I've noticed the most is I'm consistently second-guessing myself. I feel like I can't trust my gut anymore because it failed me miserably before. Anybody?
0: That's called baggage. (laughs) (laughs) And we all have it. All of us. And we all carry it differently. Um gosh, as far as like how you are able to trust your gut again, I would say it's not always your gut that was wrong. It's just that the person you were with was a master manipulator and it's not a reflection of your gut. It's a, it's more a reflection of who he was as a person. Mm. In order to um maintain some kind of self-esteem and s- some kind of um, trust in your gut. Uh, I have a dear friend who divorced a couple years ago and it's been such a nasty divorce and he ended up being such an incredibly nasty person. And she was like, how did I not see this before? Mm -hmm. Like, was he like this the entire relationship? And they were together 11 years. And I'm like, girl, the woman you married is not the man he is today. Like he had us all fooled. He's got a lot of issues, that's for sure. He just hid them really, really Mm. well.
2: I'm really interested to hear what you guys think.
0: So I think you've got to ask the people
4: in your life what their opinion is. Uh, A lot of my friends that complain about how they always end up with the wrong type of person are usually ignoring the voices in their life, like their friends, that this person isn't right for you or this person is manipulating you because they don't have those rose-colored glasses on because all red flags look like flags when you're wearing rose-colored glasses. Mm. So ask the people in your life What's their opinion on this? What's their take on this? And they may sit you down and go, girl, like you are, you are really overreacting mm-hmm. here. Or they may say, you know, we've noticed this about, um, about him, about your partner. And it's, it's just not, uh, it's just not the best relationship for you. So ask the people in your life to be able to give you more perspective.
2: That's
1: great answer. That is a great answer. I am, um, this is tough for me because I, I still struggle with it. So I don't really know how to help. Um, I think. I've carried trust issues with me from after my first relationship and so on. And I don't think I've ever truly been able to get rid of them. I I think even in being alone for so long, it kind of gets worse because you do tend to feel like you should run at the first sign of anything going bad. But I have learned that typically if you give things time and you do trust the people around you and you do trust your instincts, someone will show you who they are. And it really is up to you to believe it when you see it. And if you do not see it, then that means you have nothing to worry about. But usually it's there, you're just ignoring it. Dang, I'm, I'm bummed I'm the last
2: one to go here because I think you guys covered it. Uh, I want to piggyback on what Abby said, is that I agree with that. Like The signs are there, and your friends are usually pretty good at telling you about it. When I have found myself in bad relationships, my gut was always right. Just my voice of optimism drowned out my gut. And in looking back, I'm just like, I knew all along. What a waste of time! So, I think you really have to ask yourself: Did you not see the signs, like Abby said? Did you not see the signs, or did you just choose to ignore them?
0: And a lot of people choose to ignore them. Sure, they'd rather be with somebody than not.
2: True. The Bird Show.